A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. Hey guys, welcome to this special episode of the Black Berea podcast. I'm sitting here with Sister Mary. Hello. And <laughs> right now we've got a legend in the room. Chase. You might have heard her on Park Car Bars. <laughs> oh my dear. You might have heard her on Park Car Bars. Uh, you might be one of her very many Twitter followers. Wow. We're sitting here with the sixth member of the Black Berea team. That means coming like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. Um, but yeah, we're sitting here with Sister Topabello. Hello, hello. Hey, hello. How are you, sister? Uh, not too bad. I'm tired. Very tired. Extremely tired. Land so. from Miami today, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What were you doing out in the States? Um, so, obviously, went uh, for the Front Porch Conference, uh, Just Gospel, and then just chilling, really. How did you enjoy it? Uh, what, the chilling or the, fr- the conference? The, the, we'll do the chilling first. We'll get into the conference. Uh, the chilling was not really chilling because I got assignments. But okay. <laughs> when life comes. But we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're here. There was a thunderstorm as well. Yeah, but no, let's not even talk about it. All right, then, cool. We made it. That's good, that's good. Um, So, I mean, I guess we're just doing this because, um, obviously, we spoke about um, Top Air visiting the Just Gospel Conference on the last episode. Make sure you check out episode three if you haven't. Um, But we're just going to sit down and talk through some of the things that um, they were discussing at the Just Gospel Conference and hear from somebody who was there live. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like a report. So, before you went out for the conference, uh, what were your expectations of it? Um... I don't know, I, I kind of just expected it to be black, black, black. <laughs> black, 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 black. Why? How, why did you think it would just be black, black, black? Maybe this is my own uh, wrongful thinking about justice. Yeah. Uh, thinking that justice only uh, involves racial reconciliation. Okay. Um, so even when I was looking at the schedule, I saw stuff like uh, abortion, saving our sons, uh, visiting those in prison. Mm. I was kind of looking at it like... What does this have to do with <laughs> black, black, black? Okay. Um, but as I got there and as I sat in on the panels and the discussions, um, it became it became more apparent to me how, how much these are as much justice issues as racial uh, reconciliation is. Right. Um, but yeah, it superseded my expectations, That's if good. I'm honest. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. What was the turnout like? Just the... I was, uh, it was, uh, that was far more than I expected. Right. Um, uh, myself and the sister I went with, we arrived a little bit late. Um, <laughs> and when we walked inside, we were just like, okay, this is all good. Because we had to find a seat. Right. I know the seats that are always available are the ones in the front. Right at the front. <laughs> so they can see you live so in colour. So they can see you live <laughs> and in colour. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. I, I don't know numbers, mm. but the turnout was the turnout was incredible. And they did a kind of poll of kind of who came from Atlanta, mm-hmm. who came from overseas or just other states. And very few people came from Atlanta. Okay. Um, wow. Most people were outside of um, the states, really. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it superseded my expectations, as I said. Yeah. Cool. So we'll get into. Um I guess one of the questions about the, the panels and discussions that you sat in on. Yes. I mean, one of the things you just said was that um, justice extends to more than what you thought it would be in terms of racial reconciliation. Yep. 
Um, so I think you said one of the panels was the role of the Bible in justice. Yes. So talk us through what it was they were discussing out there and, and what you learned. Um, so one of the things was just basically looking at whether um, justice is a gospel issue, mm. um, whether the Bible speaks to issues of justice and obviously how how that should dictate how much we care about it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who was on the panel. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember Jarvis being on the panel because he... Jarvis who? Jar, Jarvis Williams. Jarvis Williams, okay. Uh, he, squ- he spoke quite profoundly mm. about how the Bible speaks to justice, but what he first did, um, you can listen to the recordings, um, is kind of established um, why the Bible is important to us as Christians. Yeah. Um, and he kind of highlighted, you know, it's God's word to us and it, ter- it, it gives us all that we need for life and godliness. Mm. So when we look at issues of justice, um, we go to the Bible mm. um, for our standpoint. We don't look at, you know, the world systems. Mm. Um, and so he, he gave quite an extensive um, and quite profound, um, what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Wow, Mary, you just let me hang it. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me, uh, he I'll gave me to Dami. He gave quite a, um, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. He's ba- the basis for it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Almost like a foundational. Foundational. There right. we go. There we go. You guys okay. left me hanging, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so saying that the, the, the Bible speaks to um, justice issues or a plethora of issues, ultimately. Yep. So we recognize it gives us all we need for life and godliness. Yeah. Um, and it's God's perfect word, so I guess it will give us the right response yeah, to issues of injustice. Yep. Um, so more about that conversation, like what else did, it, did, did they go on to touch on in terms of the Bible's role in speaking to justice? Um, I think one of the things that they highlighted for me um, is that the importance for Christians to have a biblical framework. Okay. Um, it's all well and good hearing from uh, the leaders of the world um, or the people that you kind of follow on social media mm. concerning justice. Um, but for Christians, if we don't have a biblical framework, we, we're no different from yeah. any other kind of yeah. social movement. Um, and one of the things that they kind of highlighted and kind of fleshed out quite a bit was how central the cross um, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is to matters of justice. Okay. So in the cross and in the resurrection, we see the justice of God. Yep. Um, so we see um, that his wrath has been satisfied, yeah. um, but we also see the justification of his people. Mm. Mm. Um, and just to kind of hear it fleshed out like that, um, kind of convinced me even more that this is a gospel issue. Right. Yeah. This is not just a fringe um, issue that only black people have to deal with, uh, white people have to reckon with it as well. So is that race specifically? Or racial injustice or justice more broadly? Um, it's definitely justice more broadly. Okay. Um, but it does affect race. Race and racial injustice. Okay. Um, and of course, in the lo- the climate of America at the moment, it's a very, very big conversation. Right. Um, but as I said, um, there are other justice issues mm-hmm. that we equally have to care about, um, which the conference helped me to think about. So what were some of those other kinds of justice issues um, that you were caused to consider at the conference? Um, abortion was one of them. Right. Uh, probably one of my favourite panels. That was um, good. With Roland Warren, I think his name was. Um, also a panel called Saving Our Sons okay. with uh, Bobby Scott and Eric Mason, um, which kind of just spoke Dr. about... Dr Mace. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> my, that's my guy. A fellowship shout out. <laughs> um, kind of just spoke about how we engage with young men okay. um, and bring them into the church, keep them in the church and disciple them and uh, visiting those in prison. Right. That one was a tearjerker because um, mm. one of the panellists um, 
became a Christian while he was in prison. Okay. Um, and he kind of just fleshed out his story and he was, yeah, man, tears, tears. We laughed. We cried. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Yeah, we saw that. We, <laughs> we were getting encouraged. Um, but but let's 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 talk about the um the abortion um panel. So what were the kind of discussions that took place there? Um, I guess one of my main takeaways from that panel was um even if so speaking in an American context, mm. uh, he said even if Roe v Wade is mm. overturned, mm. um and they say you know what abortions are illegal, mm. that is not going to stop premarital sex. Yeah. Um. And it was simple, but it was like, okay, wow, like there's a deeper issue. Mm. Um, and then he also went on to speak about, we, we often tell people, you know, don't get abortions and we present them with all the reasons why. Uh, but do we care for the life of the baby once it's outside of the womb? Right. Yeah. Um, the circumstances in which it has to come into, um, do we equally care about that as much as just saying, okay, don't have an abortion, don't have an abortion. Right. Um, he also listed some statistics that were quite scary, if I'm honest. Um, were they particular to the black community? It was particular to the church. To the church, oh, okay, um, right. With the percentage right. of Christians and how much money um, the church, quote-unquote, puts into abortions in terms of how many church members go to get abortions. Wow. Um, and I think the figure was something like $200 million. And I was just sitting there thinking, okay... How is the church failing in this area? Mm-hmm. Um, have we kind of seen the issue after it's become an issue and then tried to deal with it in that way? Um, or are we dealing with the issues that are at the forefront, so like premarital sex, yeah. um, before it even has to get to a point of, okay, I want to abort the baby. That's an amazing statistic. I would have never thought that so much funding um, yeah. is going towards terminating pregnancy from the church from the church yeah. especially yeah and i guess obviously you have to take it with a pinch of salt um mm. because to some degree anyway um because people can tick christian That's boxes for fun That's very true. um but it is a bit concerning that these might be people who are in church week by week mm. um sitting under sound gospel sitting under sound gospel preaching um and he made a kind of Analogy, and I don't want to get it wrong, so yeah. obviously go back and listen. Um, and he said, between the time a, a young lady finds out that she's pregnant, um, and between that time and the time that she goes to get an abortion, there's an estimated nine days. Yeah. Right. And within those nine days, there's one Sunday. Um, and he says, the way that we are looking after one another, um, that young lady on that Sunday should be able to go to another church member and kind of say, do you know what, this is the situation I'm in. For sure. And not kind of be condemned. Obviously, be, be showed that, um, you know, the Lord is not pleased with the means that this has come about. Right. Um, but also be there to support and encourage her. Um, and so it was kind of just thinking about, okay, how are we doing within our local church context mm. to care for one another so that if this was to happen to uh, a one church member, members, yeah. Yeah, would they be comfortable enough to say, look, this is what's happened? I think you raise an interesting point there, just on the, the issues of sexual ethics, particularly in the church. Um, I mean, I was listening to an entirely different podcast today, people talking about their own experiences mm-hmm. of dealing with teachings on sexual immorality, um, the worth of sex, um, the the rules and regulations per se, um, that, that, that the church teaches yep. about sex and marital unions, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that perhaps this is highlighting to me is just the need for uh, a more holistic approach to the teaching yeah. about um, the purpose of sex, um, how God created it good 
in the marital union, um, how we are to deal, for example, with uh, people who are fornicating and, and involved in premarital sex, um, but also dealing with the implications of those things, um, being faithful to the scriptures in calling premarital sex and fornication sin, yep. but also caring, uh, particularly for young people who may be vulnerable and don't have the means or resources to be able to deal with the after effects yeah. Yeah. Of, a, of a teenage pregnancy. Um, so definitely we, I'd be encouraged to see more churches taking a more holistic view yeah. um, on dealing with issues of sexual ethics. But um, was, was there anything else um, that came out of that discussion? I loved what he said about um, pro-life versus pro-abundant life. Okay. Yes, he yes, was, yes. He was suggesting that pro-life is almost the Roe v. Wade, you know, I don't know, society against a woman, whereas pro-abundant life is is the church's involvement yeah, in transforming yes. yeah. women to see God's design for yeah. sex, motherhood, parenthood mm. in a way that is, instead of individualistic, it actually brings a, a body of faith around someone. Community, yeah. isn't it? So even if someone does go and commit abortion, there's there's almost a, a safe ground for them to be presented with truth mm. and also to be transformed. Yeah, of um, course. And he was, he was making the, the distinctions between both of them and he says how one is, is almost transactional. 18 mm. to 18 i think people would always commit abortions or you know if if they're treated in that way whereas pro-abundant life seeks to actually deal with the whole of them of course in a way that um glorifies the lord and seeks leads to change and yeah. i think that's very important because one of the things that we find with this conversation particularly is that it's become so adversarial yeah it's yeah. a polarizing topic yeah where we've allowed it to become say um debated almost on a political level mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without um, necessarily always engaging the human element and how the gospel can speak to an issue like this yeah. um, and allow people to see things in a in a more biblical sense. Mm -hmm. um, but going beyond the conversation on abortion, which sounds like a, a very good uh, panel discussion, so I'll definitely, definitely listen to that one. 100%. Um, women. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, this this is this is definitely one that um, I'm oh. sure people will be interested to hear I took about. So many notes. You took oh, so man. many notes. Okay, well, so I'm, I'm interested notes. to hear them. Um, yeah, you take the role of listening. <laughs> <laughs> we got it in our podcast. I'm joking, but listen um, for once. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, definitely interested to hear this because um, I mean, there definitely there's definitely a sense in which. The gospel obviously speaks to women, um, but the injustices that women face, I think, um, hearing about the climate and the, the, the treatment of women, um, particularly in America at this time, we've had the Women's March. Yep. Um, and so uh, I'd say that people's, people's uh, antennas are high. Um, there's, there's very much a lot of talk about women's rights and equality. Yeah, um, yeah. And Chimamanda's recent comments also um, yeah have definitely sparked lots of hot debates um, about women. So talk to us about the the women's panel and what you learned there. Yeah. You're sighing, you're deep sighing. <laughs> First of all, um, I'm, I'm grateful that the uh, conference organisers put that panel on. Yeah. Because yeah. um, even though there were women in other panels with men, which I found helpful as well, mm. um, not just to kind of segregate women into having speaking about their own issues, mm. um, but so that was a that was a good and helpful step. But the women's panel was um, thought provoking. Uh, one thing I was I was grateful for. You guys got to be seeing her face right now. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I was grateful for, and, and I hope this doesn't come out of shade. Right. Is that they did not discuss modesty. Oh. 
Girl. Okay. Nah, no, nah, nah. Listen, okay. Let's, uh, I'll, let, I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, but... Go ahead, go So, I guess one of my pet peeves mm. when it comes to hearing from women mm. is that women can only speak about one or two issues. Mm. One issue being modesty. Okay. The other issue being... The other issue being... Marriage. 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 Uh, or how to be a wife. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, okay, so I'm just... Both I'm just, important issues. Both important issues. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to kind of sideline <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. but um, I just think it's, a, it's it's important to hear women speak on other matters. Okay. Because there's there's other things that women are dealing with that go far beyond how long or short my mm. skirt is. Um, but I would just say, I think on the point of modesty, um, I was having this discussion um, with a sister and another brother yesterday. I think, um, yes, there's definitely a lot more that can be spoken to um, to do with biblical womanhood. Um, but I think the emphasis on modesty uh, stems from perhaps the Bible's emphasis about what are the sins um, that a young woman particularly um, can deal with yep. versus perhaps the pride that a young man could deal with. Mm-hmm. So when you see the Bible speaking to the sins that affect particular groups, yep. gender groups, um, you often see it being pride um, lack of soberness for young men mm-hmm. and it could be immodesty for young women. So yep. I don't want people to feel as if the Bible's emphasis on that is misplaced almost. Or that no, when course. when preachers speak to it, they're putting more emphasis more emphasis on it than, you know, the Bible the speaks Bible. to No, it. no, of course. Um I definitely think, as you said, the Bi- there is a the Bible speaks specifically about it for mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Um and there I think there is a there is a place for that. Um I I've just maybe grown tired of it in one sense because it almost seems as, as I said, women are dealing with far more issues right. yeah. um, that go beyond modesty. Mm. Um, and also sometimes I don't like the way modesty is spoken about. Um, it's, it's a heart issue, not the mechanics of it yeah. in one sense. Um, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, going back to the panel, um, I don't even know where to start, if I'm honest. Um... Yeah, so Christina Edmondson, um, she spoke. She spoke on. She spoke on mental health issues, right. um, which obviously don't just affect women. Um, but I think she's a psychologist or did her major in it or something. Um, and I think one of the main helpful points that she said is that the fall doesn't just affect the body; mm. it affects the brain. Mm. Um, and oftentimes, we. I don't think. Maybe the church doesn't know how to treat that. Um, I can say I have, I think she gave an example of diabetes or cancer. Mm. You will tell me to go to a doctor right. yeah. to, 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 to get that sorted out. But when people are having sort of mental health issues, it's almost as if we just throw the Bible at them, forgetting that the fall affects the mind right. as much as it affects the body. Um, and so I think that's just something for the church. Um to think about mm. and to wrestle with it's not mental health issues are not easy issues uh, to tackle or yeah. to deal with or to process um, but I think all it takes is people to be willing to mm. sit down yeah. listen um, and realise that you know it's not you can't just turn around and say you know what repent and believe in the gospel mm. it's, it's just it's just not that easy mm. um, and I don't think I don't think that's that's biblical either um, so I, I found her her comments on mental health issues um Quite helpful. Did she say that in light of, of um, women in particularly having 
struggles with mental health issues in America? Um, from what I remember, I think she, she said that women maybe don't speak about their yeah. mental health issues right. as much. Um, she made a comment. Something like black women are always seen as crazy. As, <laughs> <laughs> she made a comment. Yeah. yeah, so she made a comment about, you know what, maybe sometimes the things that we view as mental health issues are really not mental health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just appropriate responses to crazy situations. Right. So, um, <laughs> maybe a black woman responding to injustice in a way that's appropriate, we're just going to say, you know what, she's angry. Right. She's, yeah. she's dealing with some stuff at right. the moment. She might need to see her GP. Which actually trivialises mental believe, health yeah. issues. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah, she made that comment, which I found quite funny, but yeah. it, it was it's, it's true. Um one of the other things that was spoken of is about uh, women in a local church. Right. And my, my soul was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> is that in a good way or a bad was, way? It was shaking. I haven't, I, <laughs> was it Harlem shaking, Millie Rocking? Uh, it was Millie Rocking. It was, it was doing all sorts. Okay. Um, uh, where did we start? Right, so we have to acknowledge um, that women are as much people as men. Right. Um, both made an image of God. Both made I want to believe that the church says that. I believe the church says that. Amen. <laughs> both made an image of God. Right. Um, both uh, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Right. And so therefore there are needs that men have spiritually that women also have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think on the panel they were kind of trying to flesh that out. Um, how do you also care for women within the local church? Right. Um, Whilst holding very tightly and daily to your complementarian structure, mm-hmm. um, how do you just not put women on a back burner and right. say, you know what, come to church, listen to the sermons, go home and live your Christian life? Right. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> just pass it over. No, that assist. <laughs> go ahead, Mary. What did you hear? Um, yeah, I think she, she definitely mentioned that. I think they all did. Um, I loved what was said about... Um, being able to encourage women to live out Titus too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, I think it was Abiti's wife and how she kind of unpacked how Titus two, you know, older women teaching younger women actually flows from the elders' responsibility to preach sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the elders' job to be able to encourage women to teach younger women mm-hmm. um, how to live godly for the Lord. Yeah. I'm just and, gonna say, sorry, we heard that in a wonderful sermon very recently. So, shout out to our pastor. (laughs) (laughs) In a way that is helpful, in a way that encourages women to use their gifts, their abilities, um, to glorify the Lord, um, in a way that extends not just to children's ministry and to women's ministry, but, you know, being able to to notice people's giftings and Mm -hmm. to use that in a way that can benefit and edify the church, that obviously does not overstep the mark. Um, So, did they give any examples of what they considered women could be involved in in the church? So, we spoke about leadership. Not leadership, not in a way of like official roles, mm-hmm. but more in terms of being able to see a woman has a gift in, in leading, a, leading, I don't know, an aspect or a facet of the church and almost the, the elders being able to recognise that. Yep. Um, I guess one of the things I struggled with, mm. um, they made a comment about women being seen on Sunday mornings. You know, yeah, sharing testimonies. And um, sharing, sharing testimonies, praying... Um, in a worship team, if you have one, um, I, and I, I struggled with that. Um, I'm not, not quite sure I, I understand you. Not because so she was trying to say, do you know what? Women need to be visible within mm. the church. Okay. Um, and women have giftings in these different areas, um, and so women 
should be allowed um, to give testimonies on Sunday morning. Right, I see what you mean. Uh, to lead the praise and worship team. Um, and I guess I struggled with that because I, I just don't know how how helpful that is. I'm not saying it's unhelpful, but I, I just don't know what that brings to the conversation or how that pushes forward um, women not being placed on the back burner other than just... I, I, what I'm trying to guard against is kind of like tokenism. Yeah. Right. There's a kind of sense of, okay, we don't, we don't have women doing stuff. Okay, let's just put one yeah. right. to give a testimony. Uh, but doesn't that tie into the point about about gifts, gifts being yeah. recognised by the elders in the church. And how much it edifies and the I, body and as well. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not sure necessarily that um, women ge- being given platforms in terms of things like um, worship. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the other examples? Worship, I think she had testimonies. Testimonies. Prayer. Yeah, um, I, prayer. I'm not sure how those things necessarily denote tokenism. Um, I guess that's one of the things that when I, when I heard it, I yeah. was just kind of like, Okay, but what what more is being done? Right. It was kind of like okay, but put the, women in these positions. The, the flip the flip side to the question is what more can be done, mm-hmm. and so we have to be careful that we're not going beyond the rim of what scripture allows. No, of course, both yeah. for lay men, lay women, mm-hmm. men and women to do in the church more generally. So I, I definitely understand your point about you know um, there are there's a sense in which women can do more in local churches. But obviously, the elder will be guarding against um, women overstepping mm-hmm. um, the biblically defined roles. I, I think that's what that's one of the things that they discussed. Right. Um, just because you're putting women in certain positions mm. doesn't mean that they're vying for leadership right. or they're trying to be become pastors. Right. Right. Um, as I think as Mary said and someone on the panel said, is recognizing the gifts that women have. Absolutely. Um, and kind of. One woman said the church should be a place for where women can thrive. Right. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be a place where women come and feel like all their gifts have to be placed in their back pocket. Um, because or it's just relegated to cooking and cooking hospitality. And hospitality. But those those roles are important. Yeah. And they are vital. I'm doing something. And there are, are <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I'd even go as far as saying that those are things that women excel at, perhaps better than yeah, men. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, of course. Um, so they're absolutely necessary to the vitality of the church as well. No, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but I think, again, one thing that I was kind of reminded of mm. is that women are as much phys- spiritual creatures yes. mm-hmm. as they are physical. Absolutely. And so one of my concerns um, when looking at this issue of women in a local church is just how much are we caring about the spiritual lives mm. of women? Because um, I feel like maybe they're just going along with the flow. Um, and when something really maybe destructive right. takes place um how are much they are they able yeah, yeah. How, how, how much are they and how much is the church um encouraging or creating a space whereby women are supported right um and of course men supported as well but obviously we're speaking about women yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll i always get the support <laughs> i hear that um, um i loved what sorry changing topic but i, I think one of the in the beginning, they spoke about maybe issues facing the church. Um, one of the issues in the beginning that they spoke about um, was women, um, as the church, trying not to be anti-misogynistic mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't promote feminism. Yep. Something like that. That um, was one of the first points. Yeah, and I think what um, 
My big sister, Dr. Christina, was saying is that... Um, you know her? You are there. <laughs> <laughs> Your family? I follow her on Twitter now. You found me in the Lord, so I'll let you have that. I was pre in her timeline yesterday. I agree with everything she said. It's flames. But she was talking about how... Um, we have to remember that sexism is a deep-rooted sin. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think it was like, Akem and I talked about how sin is adaptable. Yes, mm. yes, so, yes, you know, yes. so being, so we should always be mindful, men should always be mindful, knowing how women are naturally marginalised yep. more than men are, that yep. sexism can thrive in the church. And if there's no system or something you're mindful of yep. you know, in dealing with that, mm. we can have a group of men in a local church mm. who are unconsciously sexist yeah. um, and and they may or not possibly even consciously yeah, yeah, yeah possibly yeah, yeah you know may have a, a mindset that women are, are, are less than them mm-hmm. that women are not as smart as them that women are not you know maybe even say they're not made in the image of God in your practice and and she was saying those are things that we need to be mindful of and she was almost encouraging brothers to to have that in mind just as, yeah, as we just as you know the general kind of topic of the conference is making sure that we're not racist and making sure that there's racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Men need to be mindful of that as well. There's yeah. anything I've put up that may promote um, sexism or, or dealing with women in a way that's misogynistic. Yeah, and I think they also noted that, you know, men have to be aware of the privilege yeah. in which in which they have. Um, fair enough, um, black men may not feel like that, um, because, of, <laughs> because of the society, but men are afforded a privilege just in society in general that women are not. Okay. Um, and so within the church, I guess we kind of have to be equally mindful of it. And and I, and I say this all not to kind of just um, go beyond the bounds of scriptures and just throw women everywhere. Yeah. Um, one thing that I was encouraged by the panel was that they were constantly saying we still want to be faithful to the scriptures. Mm. Yeah. We still want to be within the bounds of scriptures mm. and doing what the Lord has called us to do. Um, but at the moment, it seems like what the Lord has called us to do, the church is not necessarily recognising right. or it's only limiting to a particular sphere um, of the church life. We recognise, I guess, I, I just as a small caveat to that, um, recognise that the church isn't perfect, mm-hmm. certainly yeah. not in this state. Um, and the Lord bears with us and he's patient with us. And so... Um, He'll continue to conform us to his image and beautify us. And so in some of the sins that we see prevalent perhaps in local church bodies now, we hope that as we have more of these conversations Mm -hmm. and um, the leadership specifically in local churches is is made to consider these kinds of things, they're able to preach biblically against sins like racism, against sins like sexism, um, etc., um, are there any shout outs you want to give to anybody who you met out there before we close this up? Um, <laughs> no, there's quite a few people. Uh, H.B. Charles. Okay, so I'm going to let you roll. I'm going to let you roll. <laughs> no, H.B. Charles, that's my guy. The Lord uh, be with you today, sir. Yeah, but that, that, yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. I, I, just a brief kind of mention. I kind of asked him um, about homiletics and kind of preaching styles. What's homiletics? Pre- preaching, preaching style. Preaching, sorry, <laughs> yeah, let, let, let me learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and preaching styles and... Uh, for those who know H.P. Charles, um, he's quite eccentric, if I can use that word. If you don't know H.P. Charles, check him out. Check him out. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fantastic preacher. And one of the things he says to me is, um, obviously, preaching is venue specific. So when you're preaching to a university, it's different to when you're at home with your local church. Yeah. Um, so you have to be mindful of that. Um, however, what, what preachers should be trying to achieve his faithfulness to the scriptures right. mm. and not kind of uh, allegiance to kind of any 
particular style. Particular style. Yeah. Um, yeah. One is not better than the other. So that's HB Charles. Shout out to the Hip Hop and Justice um, <laughs> panel. Shailene, Shailene Tripley, uh, Ambassador. <laughs> you guys, you guys. Did, you did guys called. I'm not even. Let's, you let's guys, say. you guys showed that you know uh, Christian rappers do Ooh. read their Bibles. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else? Who else? <laughs> Tabiti. Oh Jamal man, Tizzy. yeah, yeah. Uh, Thabiti, uh, yeah, um, 100%. Uh, Jamal Tisby, um, the RAN meetup as well. We had a Pastor Mike meetup, which was which was very helpful. Um, shout out Pastor Mike. But yeah, and then just shout out to everyone who's kind of followed us from the Just Gospel yeah. uh, conference. Um, Carl Ellis and his wife, Karen Ellis, as well. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was. We it was game. <laughs> I think some of your tweets. I think it was the one about you don't have to be a pastor's wife to have leadership to have a voice in the church. Or that, like that blew up. That had world. like a hundred and one likes. That really and, like, blew up. That's that's because that's because the BT retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was from the women's panel. So yeah, like do go on to the Just Gospel um, website. I think it's. Um, I don't even know. I, can't I think the it. Gospel Coalition are they live stream? Did they record? They the did sessions? live stream. Um, yeah, they, they, they did. To, to live BT's Twitter handle, he's posting yeah. some. He's of posting the... some of them. I know it's on the front porch um, YouTube page, and just kind of catch up on some of the, some of, if not all, of the yeah. session because there was Great something things. that I got from every single yeah. panel. Um, but yeah, that was my time in the states. Sounds like a, a dope conference. Hopefully, we'll be visiting next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The BT said he wants all you guys out <laughs> there. Hey. Pay for us. <laughs> okay, that's a different question. But Sabiti also said that he'll be coming into London yeah. um, at the end of this year. Yeah, so he's in London. I don't think it's London, you know. I think okay. it's just on the outskirts. Um, but he's in he's in the UK in October. HB Charles is also in the UK cool. in August. But obviously, if you follow those guys, you can check it out. Also, just another thing that I was encouraged by. Quick plug. Go very, very briefly. Is the amount of black preachers there were that were... Hmm. Sound, mm. yeah. um, and a lot of them were names I weren't familiar with, mm. but they were so biblical um, that it's given me guys to listen to, um, not just for obviously black 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 issues, um, but just for matters of the gospel. So yeah. do check out the guys that were on there and the women as well. Yeah, um, and yeah. Dope. Well, that's that, guys. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Black Berea Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you went to the Just Gospel Conference, let us know what you thought about it. If you met our sisters, let us know that you met them. Um, we're so encouraged that they had a great time while they were out there. Yes. Um, and we look forward to more conversations like this moving forward. So we're out. Yeah. Yep. Take care. Peace and love. <laughs>